Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Your favorite podcast, Herbie House. What's up? We just got back from tour. I can't oh, believe I'm sh- saying this. Shit. Not only did we survive, but we thrived. And I was just telling Nick, I feel like I'm glowing. I feel like a whole different energy. Something was reborn in me this last tour. Like, obviously, all the shows are special, but as it's compounding now, and I'm realizing, oh shit, I get to see my babes every night. Um, meeting y'all in real life has changed my life. I feel such a clarity. It made it real. It, it made it real. It made it, made it more made, real, yeah. Like, here we were just, like, making music and putting on the internet for all these years, and now I get to actually meet you, and we can talk about how this music, like, maybe put a dent in your universe, like, in the best way. And we've all been growing and changing together. Uh, Many of you are podcast listeners. So if we haven't gone to your city, please be patient because, girl, we are planning to never go. Stop. We are planning all the dates. Shout out to my agent, to my management, to my team. Oh, my team on the road is just like chef's kiss. Pretty great, yeah. Loving every second. So if anyone's curious on why it's so kind of like buckshot like this, kind of when you first start because queen herbie is a new artist right quote unquote because you've never as far as touring is concerned new touring artist yeah so you always uh start in the major markets and then you start with like a 250 cap then maybe like a 500 and then like you work your way up to kind of just see what the demand is and then you kind of do that also with all of the markets because you just don't know you could be really hot in a couple markets or different it, everything can vary so this has kind of been piecemealed because it's been doing that in tiers as far as like, oh, well, let's just put out a few dates and see what happens. <laughs> and, you know, you guys have fucking sold the shit out of them. You guys it's scooped been inc- up all inc- these tickets. Actually, actually, like, incredible. The agent, all these guys are like, they've never seen a situation where they had to upgrade the venue more than twice in one run. Well, just stay tuned, babes. Do not be discouraged. If you're watching the footage on Instagram, like a lot of people are like, oh, I see the clips, queen, and I have goosebumps. And I'm like, girl, me too. Don't worry. Don't worry. Your turn is coming. We can't wait to see you. And man, the show, we're already getting new ideas. Like this show is very magical. So I want to make sure we hit as many cities as we can with this particular iteration of my show. It has a bit of a storyline, some skits, some moments. And then as the new music starts to take shape, I am planning to sort of uh, incorporate a lot of those elements into the show. So it it is very exciting. Very exciting times. Thank you all for... And you fucking kill it, man. Thanks. I can't remember lyrics fucking... (laughs) I was like, Jedi, what if I get sick? Are you going to take my spot? And he's like, I don't know any of the words. Definitely. Oh, shit. You know what, though? The audiences were singing so loud. Oh, my God. They really were. There were some nights where, like, y'all were singing louder than the PA system. Yep. I think it's so Portland in particular, everybody made it out in an ice storm, which thank you for coming yeah, out. Yeah, shout I know out to the weather braving. I know some people didn't make it because uh, flights were canceled and shit. So re- apologies which for is, that. Which is hard This shit. is like why it's hard to tour in the winter. Yeah, it's it's awful. It's awful. But uh, apparently there was a, a hundred decibel limit? limit for the audio from coming out of the speakers. And yeah. the crowd hit 105. The crowd was louder than the PA system. Was allowed to go, at least. It was magical. I didn't even really have to do that much work, but y'all's energy gave me so much energy. So I was like, I was all over the place. There was one night I made the mistake of wearing long sleeves because I was like, I just want to be dramatic tonight. And it was already like so hot 
in the venue and like the energy was spicy, y'all. I was, and it, I think it was this Denver. Is, it's the second Denver show. Oh God, so, and Denver has like no oxygen in the air supply. So I was like, <laughs> after the show, I was like, Nick, pass me that. We'll have to put a picture of this on the, for the patrons to see. There is an actual, yeah. <laughs> of me with the oxygen mask after the show. I was like, I just want to see if this gets rid of the nausea because y'all, it is a real thing being up in the high altitudes. And you are also, we have learned from experience you are very sensitive. I am sensitive to it. To the yeah. altitudes. It was we did some shows. I'm a Taurus. I am too. I like to be on the ground. I mean, I'm sensitive too, but I, I'm not. You're also you're the. They're so demanding. Like, uh, what do you call that? Lung wise, breath capacity, breath capacity yeah. wise for yeah. you. It's well, such yeah, a, and I'm doing speed wraps and shit. Speed wraps and shit. Yeah. So it is. It's a <laughs> very demanding. And the first show was two nights in Denver. <laughs> and if you're not used to it, you know, it's like mile high. They don't call it that for nothing. Yeah. And so uh, and. The longer you're there, apparently, until you can like actually acclimate, the longer you're there, it does get worse. Oh God! So first show was fine, you know, no big deal. In the second show, the second show, I was like, I can't, I can't breathe. Yeah, and I also do remember it was like noticeably hotter. Those too. Saturday night shows, y'all are just lit. That so. was a two, that was a Wednesday. Okay, dude. it was Wednesday. Denver was a Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, y'all are coming out on weeknights to support Queen Herbie. I love you so much. Today's episode is so fucking magical because this is a topic that I've been kind of jumping in and out of over the years. When I first heard the phrase limiting beliefs, I had a big, fat, juicy eye roll because I was like, listen, what do you mean limiting beliefs? Like that sounds so, I don't know, there's something about it I didn't like and the more I dove into it, I... I understood more what it meant. So if you're also rolling your eyes at this topic, babe, like we are going to jump deep into this and we're going to understand exactly what it is and what I feel is the most useful approach for limiting beliefs. I didn't believe I had any limiting beliefs. I think that's kind of the first thing to, to consider. The definition of limiting beliefs is thoughts, judgments, or stories we tell ourselves that we think is the absolute truth and stops us from doing certain things. And I was like, damn, if, if our thoughts make up our reality, makes up our life experience, then limiting beliefs are kind of like the fucking buzzkill of your experience. They are the frame of your experience. Yeah. Like they, they don't allow you to see the whole painting if you have the wrong ones structuring your life. They are the lens. Yeah. Holy shit. The foundation. And it's also scary because if you start pulling on that thread, (laughs) Of limiting beliefs, yeah. and then you're like, well, Suddenly, who am I? What do I even believe? Who am you're, I? All your fucking clothes are just in a pile of fucking fabric on the floor. Here comes Nick with the analogies. You're naked. We love it. We naked love- in the woods. Okay, so where do limiting beliefs come from? As we probably already know, negative past experiences, imposter syndrome, fear of failure, etc. So you're born into this world, and it's already a, such an intense experience to be on Earth and as a baby, like defenseless, helpless baby. And then like everything that happens to you from then on shapes your belief systems. And so a lot of you that listen to this podcast have already done a lot of work to remove limiting beliefs because that's why you're interested in this podcast. Like this is the vibe that Queen and Jedi Nick are on. Like we are interested in always pushing ourselves further because experience is the nectar of life. Things that we get to do and see and be, I mean, that's to me the point, right? And, and creating ourselves over and over again. That's the whole point of being an artist. And on this podcast, we need your art. So 
Let's dive into this. I found some really cute hacks. So the goal is that by the end of this episode, we're going to learn how to not only identify these sneaky bitches, okay, limiting beliefs, and we're going to we're going to follow this path to how to clear them out, and we're going to really um, enhance our curiosity and our courage. That's going to help us stop caring what other people think and reclaim our adventure. That's so ep- that sounds so epic. It's actually much simpler and less intimidating, but I will bring the ring to Mordor. I know, I'm like, I'm Gandalf. Okay. It's also something I think to consider before we dive into this is some beliefs that I used to have that were limiting my adventure. I realized that it's not what it used to be. So if you used to believe that something was true, it's not what it was before. So we have an opportunity in every moment, like as the moment keeps becoming the present moment to like reprogram our shit. We have the freedom of choice to do this. And that's so fucking cool. Every day it's a new game. That's how I'm feeling, especially lately. There's like this quickening of energy happening. Maybe it's like astrology where my astrologers tell us what's going on. Like it feels like everything's speeding up. The world is changing really fast. Mm-hmm. So why don't we take a breath? Let's take a breath before we start. <laughs> Breathing in. And releasing. <sighs> yes, bitch. All right. So what kind of limiting beliefs do you have, Jedi? God, where to start? I mean, there were... Um that I have right now still. They're so hard to identify. I mean, we're gonna- They are hard. So at the point of most of them is you don't know that they are there. Unconscious. They are very unconscious or they're just like, oh, well, that's just how things are. That's just the way things are. Um, And there are, and and you are really good at challenging them. And to be honest, sometimes it's like you can go, you could possibly then go beyond what is maybe positive or healthy or whatever and then you can start to realize oh okay there is a little bit of some there you know it's like this again for the thing i've been on recently is the symbiosis between if that's a the fucking word between like freedom and discipline oh do you know what i mean absolutely and where those creativity and discipline whatever or you know where where those can meet where i want to be mostly always creative and free but in a structured way. Yeah, there, there are some things that- So there are, okay, so for like yeah. a big thing for us was like having a nine to five. Okay. Right? Yeah. Having, having, to, having a job, having like a real steady paycheck, yeah. uh, doing kind of like the natural herd of flow of employment, you know, all of the, the things that people just, you just do. That's you what know? you're supposed to do. It's what you're supposed yeah. to do, yeah. And like you were saying, because this is so unconscious, limiting beliefs are unconscious. They're, it takes effort to make them conscious. So what I was realizing as I was researching this, that I was like, damn, like even if you grew up with all these ingrained beliefs, it takes energy yeah, it to does. change it. So like yeah. a lot of, and people hate change. It's like, no wonder yeah. we're not getting our adventure. No wonder we're not able to change these because there's that fear. That even sounds like a limiting belief in itself. Like, what if I go too far into the freedom territory? Like, who told, where did that come from? Okay, we're going to get into it. So that's a good one to use um, for our little workshop that we're going to do later. Mm -hmm. Um, Limiting beliefs can just be like in yourself. Like, uh, they can be in the world. Like you were saying, that's just how it is, how things are. And it can be in other people. 
Those are like the three categories, apparently. So if you have a limiting belief inside yourself, you might think you're inherently awkward or stupid mm -hmm. or unlovable. Um, other common ones include like, I'm too old, I'm not pretty enough, or like, I can't learn new skills. And none of those things are facts. And if there was ever a time to challenge those, it's now. Yes. Like, seriously, it is a, I keep fucking saying this, but it is a new world. It's sort of like, because we say storytelling is so important. These are stories that you're telling yourself. Yeah. And you can change your story because you're the fucking author. Yeah. So the, your, the yourself, the self-beliefs are one thing. The world, which was Jedi was saying, how, this is just how things are. Um, there's certain circumstances that are out of your control, right? Like true love doesn't exist. You know, it's like, whoa. 100% correct. Um, fulfilling careers are hard to find. It's like, okay, well, I could see how that could be true. But also we have a choice to make that a new belief for ourselves. We don't have to follow the rest of the world. I mean, that's how any real change probably happens is from people taking a limiting belief and like kind of forcing a new pathway. Yeah. Eliminating beliefs from other people is definitely the caring what people think about you. That's the big, that was one for me for a long time. Yeah, and you broke out of it. I did, I did. That's why I, I was, still have a little bit of it, but not not anything what it was I think it's kind of ago. unusual that anybody doesn't have that one. Like caring yeah. about what people think is like really limiting. Oh, other people are going to think I'm crazy if I do this. Like fill in the blank. They're going to think I'm stupid and you know ugly like it's all kind of always the same things um and perfection perfectionism stems from this kind of system so mm. it's like this this weird thought that other people are going to be disappointed or won't love you if you don't act a certain way and that like societal thing is like whoa that's one of my that's one of my biggest like monsters that i would like to tackle in this life like, how did we get all these belief systems? And why are people so afraid to be their authentic self? This is, this is the juice. Yeah. And society reinforces it. Like, I was, a random thought that I had about it is, like, perfume. I saw a perfume commercial on TV, and I was like, why is perfume marketed to smell good to other people? Shouldn't we want to smell good to ourselves? Like, we always ask people, what do you think of this? And this is something you and I do. Like, we always buy perfumes. And you're like, do you like it? And we're, we're always like, mm, I don't know. But I'm like, I like it. So I don't care if you like it. Thank you. You're welcome. I just thought that was so bizarre. Like, why would you spray something on your body to try to make other people like you? You should love the way you smell. You yeah. should feel beautiful. Yeah. That if, should be the priority. If you, uh, right. Well, what's the point? Or, yeah, totally. Totally. I guess it's like, what's the point of the, uh, why are you trying to smell a certain way at all? Sure. Well, I like to smell a certain way because it gives me nostalgia and it makes me feel powerful. Other people might be like, yeah, well, I want to, I want people I wanna to. I want to attract a mate. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could be, you know, I want, I want, I want to walk by people and be like, hmm, that's good. That's a good point. Herbal essences. I should quiz people and be like, how many of y'all picked a perfume because you thought somebody else would like it? Because, you know, like sometimes I'm like, ooh, smell yeah, this. Yeah. And then people are like, ooh, that smells bad, but you like it. And you just like kill that off in your mind. This is a frustrating thing for me that I have. Okay, I have removed a lot because we can talk about like music industry stuff as yes, far as limiting beliefs. Yes, yes, yes. 
because um, it's music is such a uh, what, what do you call it? like a, a peer to peer yeah kind of like uh, entertainment yep. system. So and the like, Rick Rubin book you're reading is talking about this a lot. It does, yeah, and and how like there's so many different types of music out there, and when a label or you know someone in a someone with a loudspeaker says this is good and this isn't, um, it sticks more so in music than in other and it, the internet also has changed it changed it a lot mm. but there is there is something like movies i feel like people are still like no like i'm gonna that that's not true but there's something about music still that like people want to listen to it together in crowds and that was an interesting thing on the tour, tour too like seeing people react to it together and seeing them all react to it together it was like whoa it became something else yeah through that experience you're right. So there is something special about smelling good for someone else or liking the so same I'm songs. I'm taking this way off. Keep going. No, I love it. No, that's really important because I think you opened the episode with the exact sentiment I was missing in my research, which is and you know, the too, balance between f- total chaotic freedom of beliefs and then like reeling it in with discipline so that you can it's like relate to a, other people. Yeah. It's like writing a song. Like how many times have we written like, and it, you, you should do like really fucking free form wild ass shit. Yeah. And, um, you know, nobody <laughs> like, cares. Nobody likes it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great. We do it for us yes. at the end of the day, yes. so which you is a, have a wonderful place for to you. be. Yeah. And you should have a perfume for pleasing others. Or, but there you know, is that's... also something fun about, you know, but if you want people to sing along, it's like, okay, chorus, verse, yeah. pre-chorus, chorus. You know, yeah. there is, the, you know, whether it's Jay-Z, Adele, the Beatles, whatever, you know, that's, that's. The formula. How songs that people want to sing along with are written. But I feel like even the Black Eyed Peas changed a lot of those rules because those songs are not, they don't follow traditional forms. Boom and... Boom Pow is like a, cow, uh, what do they call it? A chorusless song. Yeah. So like, what's crazy. the chorus in Boom Boom Pow? So those kind of discoveries, especially for our community of artists, we need your art. Those are important. So let's just make sure that we know how to identify these things so that we can always question them because that's where a lot of the magic can happen for you. And and I think it's important that we don't just conform to everything because that's the way things are, right? Yeah. So we're going to learn today. This is going to be like an aura cleanse <laughs> for your for your belief systems, okay? So the top 10, these are, I'll just list some of the top 10 limiting beliefs. These are really interesting. It's like family feud. Okay, which category? Um, I'm not good enough. Big surprise. Okay, that was one I struggled with for a long time. Worthiness, if you're interested in diving deeper into that. I think we had an episode about this, but if you Google like how to heal my worthiness, this is a really good one for I'm not good enough. I don't have the time. That's an interesting one because you do fucking make time if you really care. Yep, you find it magically. (laughs) Yeah, magically like, oh, wow. Um, I don't have the resources. Very interesting. I hear this excuse a lot from my creative babes who are like, I just don't have enough money to do that. And I can't, I don't know how to start a Shopify. It's like, babe. And it's not that it's not valid. Of course. But. Of course. And and I'm still reading that Conversations with God book. And it's still blowing my titties because it's like God literally says, I give you the my ability. You are a piece of God. You have the ability to use your thoughts to create your reality. And I'm not getting, not interfering so what's really interesting is if you're if you're attached to this idea that I can't do that, I don't have enough resources, that's kind of you're telling the universe that's the experience you want to have is not not having the resources. 
it's easier said than done. It is easier said than done, yeah. But you almost have to just be like <laughs> delusional. Gary's really excited. Gary is Gary climbing. has no limiting beliefs If right you're now. on the Patreon, by the way, Herbie.house, if you want to join our community, this is Gary. He's looking uh, <laughs> not into the camera, are you? You're just you're just wanting a warm lap to sit in. And this is Luna. She's taking a warm And Luna's too. here, too. Oh, they all, if you're not watching, they do say hello. Wolf, huh? The dogs love mm -hmm. y'all. Um, I can't do that because I'm not tall enough. I can't do that because I'm not smart enough, right? That I can't do that because, so there's like, just excuses. I'm a muggle. I'm a muggle. I'm not someone who follows through. I fear being successful or I feel failure. How funny that those are like the same thing. When I started really doing all the observational exercise, I'm sorry, keep, keep going. Keep no, going. you're, and I love that you jumped into observation because how the fuck do we- How do you know? How do we identify these things? They're if just you, floating in our thousands of thoughts every minute. And you'll, you'll attach to one and you'll create a whole scenario in your brain and you'll just, it just forms grooves and that's what you end up just habitually thinking. Wild. Okay, so the first step, just like in the transmuting anger episode, is to be able to identify and become aware of a limiting belief, right? So that's, again, siphoning it off, babe, when you start to feel heavy, trapped, and bummed out. Those are the feelings that I thought of. When I, thought, when I think of a limiting belief like, oh, I'm too old, oh, it feels heavy, and it feels like a bummer, like, and, and it feels like I'm in a little bit of a cage. Does that make sense? The feeling of that is your indicator. When you feel that at all, Okay, I just am asking you to explore. Yeah. This is your body and your soul and your mind asking you to become aware because you deserve to feel the opposite of that. You deserve to feel light, free, and excited about everything, every minute of your day. You deserve, you really deserve that. That's a fact. For me, it's um, expansive energy. Anything that makes you feel like, oh, that's fun, oh, that's, that's new, that's cool. You know, anything that makes you feel expansive versus anything that is limiting. Contracting. Contracting. Anything that's starting to like, oh, you can't do that because of this. Makes your posture like slumpy and. Yeah, it's just a it's lot heavy of. heavy and trapped. Yeah. That was my exact feeling. So that's your alarm system, babe, going off. It feels subtle at first, but just get curious. Like this is just you and your thoughts. You don't, nobody has to be involved. You are safe to explore this shit. Okay, so you start feeling this trapped, heavy feeling and you're like, shit, bitch, what do I do now? My biggest recommendation is to write it down. Again, no one has to see this piece of paper. You could tear this up right after you do it. Just get it out. That siphoning off and like the act of physically putting it down somewhere removes it from you so you can physically look at it and be like, oh my goddess, do I actually think I'm too old? to do A, B, and C, okay? And from there, once you get it on that piece of paper, this is when it feels so much better already, you start to ask like, where did this come from? At what point in my life did someone say I, that you can't be old and do this? Like what is old even? Right. So you start questioning, right? So it's about becoming aware, getting it down to me, like getting it out. Either if you're really advanced, you can do this without writing it down, but I love writing it down. And then try to figure out where it came from. Like one that I heard, uh, we did a really fun live uh, chat. This is again a Patreon exclusive, but we did a live chat about this. And someone had commented, I can't wear crop tops. And I was like, wow, that is a great one to use as a study because it's light. 
So you put it on paper, it separates it off, allows you to reconsider. Now, is it true that you can't wear a crop top? No, technically I can wear a crop top. So where did this belief come from, right? And it was a- uh, One day in sixth grade. One day, right, <laughs> usually. Um, but this, this allows you to ask yourself if it's true or if it's just a limiting belief, an assumption or an interpretation that you came up with along the way and you never questioned it. Yeah. You're challenging it. You're like putting it on the paper and you're like, listen, bitch, I might be able to wear crop tops. And, and you think you're like, everybody is paying attention to everything that you do. You think that. And so if you wear a crop top, fucking it's over. Everybody, <laughs> I don't know. I, the... Russians are going to launch a bunch of nukes. I don't know. It's over. You know what I mean? We got to end the game. Game over, man. But you put on the crop top and you realize like, oh, everyone is also just all in their own head about yes. their own shit. Yes. So do whatever the fuck you want. Yes. And that what Jedi was saying about expanding versus contracting, bitch, go to the store and get a crop top, put it on and stand in front of the mirror take a couple pictures. You don't even have to go out in public, but the act of, of opposing or, or you know, Releasing. challenging, challenging those limiting beliefs becomes like a practice that has nothing to do with crop tops. It's just kind of changing those pathways in your brain and telling yourself, hey, you're safe to, to change your beliefs at any time. And you survived. You survived. Like, and it maybe- wasn't nearly as big of a deal as- As you thought. As it felt it would be. So maybe you got the crop top and then you're like, okay, there's like a girl's brunch and I'm gonna like wear a crop top, but it's like a long crop top. We're gonna go slow. Oh my God, brunch. You do the crop top and there's no comments. There's no negativity. You enjoyed yourself. You wore a crop top. You make a little shorter next time. And you just keep going until you reach, like, this is how I feel with my haircuts. haircuts. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't know. People are going to think I look like a boy. And then I just keep going shorter till I literally have, you know, Will Byers haircut from Stranger <laughs> Things. It took me until my mid-30s to have the courage to change that belief. Because I had a boyfriend in middle school that broke up with me because I cut my hair. Mm, that's right. And that's I was right. like, that was fucked up mm -hmm. for a sixth grader. You know? He was scared. He didn't want to be seen, you know, he was like, oh, oh wait a minute. She Dude, looks so different. Am I attracted yeah. to what boys look like? Or is that, oh, I have to, uh-oh. Interesting. Probably. Very interesting. Everybody has their own thing. It's always just your limiting beliefs bouncing off of other people's limiting beliefs. So you wearing the crop top, babe, is going to inspire so many people. You'll never even know yeah. how many people you affect by doing this work yeah. on yourself. It's so fucking cool. Um, Limiting beliefs are also very sneaky. I know I was just like these are these are, the, the idea of sneaky like there's like an entitlement. Like I was saying, it's like um it almost feels empowering to be like I'm too old for that. Like No, yeah, you know what it is? It's a it's there's an ego payoff of the um the wallowing in the year. Uh, oh I oh, I can't. Never... I can't start or start my own Shopify because I don't. I don't know the tax form. I so another thing like that. Both the Rick Rubin book and some of the other books we're talking about too is like that. If you are this artist, you have to be this tortured artist. You have to have all these addiction issues. Yeah. You have to, you know, to kind of like counteract, or you have to act like a total dick. You, you know, whatever the thing is, and that was like, it's like no, you, you don't actually. No. But it becomes romanticized of this. This like, you know, how hard it can be or whatever, whatever type of thing. <laughs> Gary's getting too hot. Gary's getting too hot. <laughs> Gary's like, I don't know about this entitlement shit. He, it's like <laughs> <laughs> He wedges himself 
like into one he, little hole. He goes and right. It gets so hot it in gets there. So hot. I'm like, wow, my my whole leg area is just like <laughs> steaming. And then he just wakes up panting, like, oh, let me out. Oh no, are you gonna puke? Like, okay, why do we? Why do you have to be in me? Um, dogs, am I right? So am I right? Th- there's like this feeling when some of these limiting beliefs are gonna come up, and you're gonna be like, oh, why do I feel like the world owes me something? Like, like I'm better than other people. Because sometimes I look at things and I'm like, well, that person is famous because they came from a rich family. Yeah. I have like, I'm attached to this thing because it makes me, my ego feel better. Yeah. And then if I can prove it right, then I can have like this weird fucking sympathy for it's myself. It's a payoff. It's a payoff. Yeah. That was big for me. I was like, damn. It's like an excuse to avoid me facing and, and growing. I, I would rather stay in my comfort zone of this old limiting belief of like only rich people can get famous. Because it, it, there is a weird fucked up part about it that, that feels good. It feels good? It's an egoic payoff. Yeah, to be like, oh, I could never do that. I can't do that because they are... That's ex- it's a, like that disgusting, grundly sound is, is how I felt when I, when I wrote it down. I was like, damn, why am I such a hater? And if you're saying you know, only rich people get famous and I hate that. You're saying, I don't want to be rich or famous. <laughs> and that's exactly what the adventure that you're going to get because you get what you think. Right, right. And it doesn't mean that like there are still, okay, so there's, I go, we've talked about this a million times. Gravity. I can, as, as hard as I can possibly think, you know, about like saying, thinking that gravity <laughs> isn't real, for the most part, you know, I, it will still, I will still have to physically succumb to gravity. Sure. Right? There are still some physical aspects of this realm that you have to respect. If people are born into very, very wealthy things, there are different experiences that they will inherently have that you didn't, that will perhaps give them more access to the X, Y, and Z, right? Sure. However, it doesn't take away from the, you know, if if we're saying well we didn't have that you know like like growing up in in our small towns and even though we had fantastic childhoods fantastic um, you know we didn't have the industry momager dadager whatever we didn't start when we were twelve you know we had to fucking blow up uh, by ourselves at twenty four on the internet you know yeah. after like plugging <laughs> working our asses off so it was a very we were not chosen right you know what I mean it's like comparison to other things but from that experience. You know, we've had a lot of talks about the, uh, that about this too. It's like, well, what if we asked for this experience to try to prove to ourselves, like, well, what if we'd have to be so undeniably creative or whatever it is? Yeah, and get rid of limiting beliefs enough. To access it all on our own. Yeah. Is that not in some way a, a better story? Well, just a, it's a different type of fulfillment. It's just different. It's, yeah. it's a different type of thing, but it's like, you know, that, that's where we find ourselves. And like a lot of these spiritual people too, are the, the masters are like, create everything like, pretend every situation is on purpose. Yeah. It's part of the movie. Yeah. And you will look at it more with a, like a, a love and a fondness and a, and a gratitude yeah. rather than like, oh, fuck, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It changes your, your lens on it. It absolutely does. So maybe it's the thing, instead of the limiting belief, it's the, it's the thing that is going to create the friction yeah. that will move you to a 
place either your art or whatever to a place far beyond anything that you would have otherwise done. And anything that the world has ever seen, right? If the world has already seen these other typical come-up stories, your story might just be so fresh and so different. Only if you can, you know, that great, surmount these limiting beliefs. If you can, you can literally be delusional long enough yeah. or put it on a piece of paper in front of you and really dissect where this is coming from. I think you're delusional not to. Agreed. Because what else is there to do? What else is there to do? What else are we going to do? Let's make miracles. Come on. Yeah. So two fun exercises that I do, this is currently how I'm working through this. This is a very current um, thing for me, right? So when I realized that jealousy was a vibration that I was experiencing, I was like, damn, well, this is just like anger where it can be an indicator and saying like, hey, bitch, like, let's workshop it. This is fun. This, this can be get my curiosity and my courage up where I can clarify what it is exactly that I'm desiring. Because often what I found when I did this was that I wasn't even wanting those things that I was envious of. Right. So, so here, here it is. Y'all ready for this? If you have a piece of paper handy, again, I've been talking about writing stuff down. If you're already taking notes, I love you, girl. You're so much like me. I'm over here taking a million notes. Um, this is a jealousy workshop. It's three short questions. Okay, you ready for this? What is your definition of success? What? You know, this, when I started writing this down, I was like, huh, perhaps the successes that you envy in others aren't really as meaningful as you made them out to be. Wealth and positions of power, material possessions, like what do you think is truly meaningful in life? Or is it just frustrating you that everybody is looking at this person or this thing as, oh, that is so successful and you inherently disagree with that? Like you just don't agree that that is a picture of success for you, right? So if you're able to write down the things that you actually think define success for you, that already detaches you from that jealousy a little bit. Because you're like, why is this triggering me? Oh, it doesn't align with me at all. Number two is what does the success of others have to do with you? Woo, excuse me. Are they actively preventing or limiting your success. This thing that you're jealous of, like what does it have to do with you at all? Is their success limiting your success? Is there not enough to go, is there a finite amount of success available? The answer is no, we already know that answer, right? And then number three, what are you doing that's limiting your ability to be successful? This was shocking to me. Like if you're being really honest with yourself, and this is why writing it down is helpful because you're practicing being honest with yourself. You're like looking inward and you're like, if, if you don't have the life that you hoped for, then consider that there are some things you could be doing differently, right? Maybe there are still limiting beliefs that are getting in your way that you could also write down on this piece of paper. Maybe some that came up earlier in the podcast for you. Um, yeah, it's, it really is. That was a really helpful three questions for me Yeah. when I went through those. Cause I was like, damn, no, it's not. I'm not envious of this person. I just don't, I'm like, why does the world call that success when mm. the sex success I want is so different? And this is something that age has uh, afforded me a little bit of the, the zoom out perspective and, and ex life experience. But like most of the things that you egoically want or like culturally we egoically want, you know, we found out that we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't give a shit about those things. But 
you know, when you're young or you're in, you're around everybody who does, like you, you think that you want those things. Of course. Uh, and then, yeah, I guess because it, it's a thing we talk about putting the ladder on the wrong building. <laughs> yeah. I love this one. When we were doing Carmen, which was amazing and miraculous in all of its own ways and obviously happened perfectly the way it needed to, we we always compare this to like we signed the record deal and we had this ladder that we were going to climb and we put the ladder down. And just started fucking climbing. Just started climbing, <laughs> started climbing so aggressively. Which is what I'm really good at. And we got high enough on the ladder and we started looking around and me and Nick were like... <laughs> Oh, Uh-oh. shit, this is the wrong I don't wanna, building. So, oh, shit, we're supposed to be over there. Because, <laughs> you know, it's probably a mixture of, of a few things and, like, uh, f- uh, some fear of looking at yourself too long and being like, do, what do I want? You know what I mean? But I'm really good at motion. So I was like, cool, here we go. Set up the fucking ladder. Don't ask any questions. Let's go. Let's go all the way to the top, baby. And then we get up there and, and it's and it's like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? Dad. <laughs> So this is so, I hope that jealousy, that mini jealousy workshop is helpful for some of y'all. Let us know in the comments. Let us know how this is all feeling because these are just real time things that we are trying as we're getting through this, I would call this like maybe phase two of Queen Herbie. The more of this work that I do on myself, the more success I feel, the more fulfilled I feel, right? It's not even about how much money or how much listeners or how many tours we do. It's like, I feel in alignment with my shit, like with what I want. But you feel crazy when you get to the midpoint of that ladder and you're like, ah, man, this isn't even the right neighborhood. But you realize everybody who has all of the money and they have all of the things, all they're looking for- Is that fulfillment. They just want alignment. Yeah, and they might not even- Trust us. Yeah. From people who were there, this is the thing, the only thing people want, but they don't have the courage to release the perception and the money and the, what they think of as the money. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the ego to be able to attempt things to find the alignment. Yeah. Yeah. That was terrifying. That's their limiting beliefs, I guess. That's limiting beliefs. They, I had written down in my journal at one point, like, do I believe, because when I started doing aura cleanses, I was like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense at all. Like, I'm literally trying to be a rapper and I'm trying to heal people. Like, it's just too... I've never seen this before. And I wrote down in my journal, like, do you believe that you could actually make a million dollars doing healing shit? And I was like, yeah, I I do. I do believe that. So even though the world hasn't seen this exact iteration of what I'm doing, and and my DNA is to do things new and and to pioneer new things and try, like, I can't do it the way other people have done it. That was one of my values in the jealousy workshop. I was like, if I just copy whatever this person I'm envious of is doing, that's not going to fulfill me. Yep. So hopefully that was helpful for y'all. I want to take you also through, I feel like I twisted this up. We should have started with this one, but Wendy Parr's compass class has done a lot for me um, with these things. And she has an amazing limiting, limiting belief exercise that we also, that this is what we did on one of the Patreon live chats. Um, so this is the main game for actually when you write down those limiting beliefs and you try to figure out where they came from. These are the three questions for that. I love things in threes. You love three. So let's take a look back at your paper. If you wrote down a limiting belief, let's start with that one thing, right? So I can't wear crop tops or whatever it is for you. Number one, where did the belief come from? 
So what's really helpful is when you're able to identify where this happened. Like who made fun of you for wearing crop tops or what did you see on TV where somebody else was bullied and you had empathy and you felt like you couldn't wear crop tops. So just try to find out where it came from. And this, this helps to just sit in silence for a while, babe, if you're not sure how to speak to your intuition. But this, once you get good at this, babe, yeah, you're going to be golden. So where did it come from? Number two, how is this belief harmful? How is like wearing a crop, like saying you can't wear crop tops, how is it harmful? The fact that you should have autonomy and like be able to make your own choices about your body and what makes you happy to wear, the fact that there's a limiting belief on how you can like, like dress, that's not okay. You should feel freedom and you should feel safe and you should feel gorgeous. So that's the problem with that to me. Maybe you have a different one. How is it harmful? Number three. How can I practice countering it this week? So remember we said challenging and we're like, listen, bitch. Walk around naked. Walk. Well, that's a very far. Now crop top looks great. <laughs> crop top's very conservative. It's very conservative. <laughs> <laughs> How can you counter it this week? Obviously go buy a crop top or, you know, cut one of your shirts to a crop top and wear that shit around the house. Like start countering it. I love the word. That's better than challenge. Counter. It's like when you make a counter offer. You can still be cunty about it. Like, listen, how about this? No, this isn't good enough for me. I'm going to make a shorter crop top. So you just keep countering it. And how do you counter it this week, babe? We want you to go after some of these limiting beliefs this week. This is time is of the essence. You deserve to be but free. But also relax. Well, of course. <laughs> We're going to push you. We're like your besties that are like kind of drunk all the time and just pushing you. But we being we gentle. We haven't had a drink in almost a week now. Man, after we, tour, <laughs> we used to have so many martinis on this podcast. That's what is true. Wrong we used to have us? a martini. Hey, it's all right. We can dry out every once in a while. The reviews are like it was better when they were drinking. <laughs> That's a limiting That's belief. A li- <laughs> okay, and then of course the. I hope that was helpful, babe. If you need to rewind that, maybe we'll use this as one of the Instagram clips because those three are so helpful. Shout out to Wendy Parr for teaching me those in her class, Compass. Um, The other thing that all of my research pointed to was positive affirmations. And I say that like a valley girl because positive affirmations, I mean, I don't know. It's fine. If you're rolling your eyes and you hate it, it's kind of like looking in the mirror. What is the Mel Robbins? She's like, look in the mirror and give yourself a high five. Like It's so helpful. It actually changes your vibe. So whatever you need to do, you are worth it to get these limiting beliefs out of your fucking way so you can get your dream life, bitch. Positive affirmations, I guess. And these, I mean, man, you could find these all over. You could find these in my Queen Herbie songs. Mm -hmm. You could find them in the Jedi Nick songs that are unreleased. Mm -hmm. No, no. (laughs) These are not positive affirmations. Um, Just countering it. Sometimes uh, you can just, you know what we used to do back in the recording sessions is we would Google like quotes about jealousy or whatever. And you would just click on the image, you know, when you're on Google and you can click on image results and it would have these beautiful graphics of like beautiful quotes. And then I would just drag those onto my phone background, like for the week. Mm. So those, some of those have, cause the Google has populated the most powerful popular ones to the top. So that's a really fun one. Like I'm capable of taking on challenges or, you know, whatever that means for you. Um, Repetition and saying it over and over is just so, it's kind of like a time tested thing. 
You just constantly say like, questioning my beliefs is healthy. Questioning my beliefs is healthy. Repetition after being raised to believe opposite. Yeah. Repetition is your friend. If your brain hears something enough times, it starts to take it as truth. Yeah, they say in advertising, you have to see something seven times. Now I think it's 11. You have to see something multiple times before you actually make a move. Even if you're interested in it, it takes you so many times. Yeah. So affirmations, honey, let us know your favorite affirmations because I feel like they're so, it would be fun to make a calendar of affirmations. Yeah, a calendar would be fun. I embrace the opportunity to learn and evolve. It's like, oh yeah, that makes me sit up straight. So I hope this was a helpful episode for those of you struggling with limiting beliefs as I think we all do. Um, these workshops, these little mini three question hacks are going to get you on the pathway of getting comfortable in your brain with change yeah. and pushing yourself to go after things you desire, even if it's against everything that you have believed even up to today. Really acknowledging your opinion above any everybody else's. Yeah, that is healthy. It is healthy I, to and do it takes, that. It takes years to truly get there. And understand, like have compassion for yourself. There's a reason that you developed these yeah. beliefs. It's to survive. It's to be, to feel safe in a world that can sometimes feel dangerous. Yeah, yeah. So you did great, honey. Like let's all just like, I'm just gonna put my hands on my chest and be like, thank you so much. You slayed. You really slayed. And now it's our turn to slay in our own way. Santa Claus. Santa Claus to these bitches gift away. Gas it up for these bitches, Bobby Flay. I got bobs lined up like a buffet. Name that song. Let us know uh, what you learned today. And if you're comfortable sharing some of those limiting beliefs that you are tackling this week, I would love to hear. We love, we love this to be a two-way conversation. That's the only thing about podcasts that I don't like is it's very much us talking into a camera alone. <laughs> talking into the void. In a room. And, and take it step by step, day by day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's real. Like if it feels like it's it's a very overwhelming task, just to start with one thing at a time. Yeah. And if you chip away. If you have success with one of those limiting beliefs, like you're going to have so much gas. Not bad gas, but like gas, like gasoline. You have so much flatulence to just drive you forward like a rocket ship into your dream. That's, that's truly how I feel. There's days when I'm on a roll and I'm able to like tackle so many things and then let yourself rest. There's going to be other days where you can't, yeah. you know, or where something happens to challenge you into thinking, oh, maybe I, I don't, maybe I shouldn't be going after these things. But we are here to remind you that you do deserve your dream life. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Herbie House. I am Queen Herbie. This is Jedi Nick, and we will see you very soon with some more delicious topics. Love y'all.